Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King, who's mimicking me. <laughs> Today is Thursday, August the 13th, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time. Wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. Uh, we're a little unhappy because Daniel isn't here. He's got a power outage going on right now. And so, I mean, we're, we don't know when the power is going to come back for him. If it comes back, he'll join us, I'm sure. But uh, mm-hmm. we may have to struggle on without him, which is a little sad because Alex is going to be leaving for a little bit. Not permanently, <laughs> not forever, but she's leaving for a little bit. And Taking a little gonna, time off. We're going to miss you around here. You know oh, that. it's nice to be missed. <laughs> yeah, we're going to miss you. You're, you're, you're quite the energetic presence here. I try. I do what I can. Plus, you have the the humor too, and and you, oh, wait, you never know on. when that's going to come in. You know, well, yeah, the headphones help too. That's important. <laughs> there are priorities in life. Facts. <laughs> but yeah, you're going to be gone for a couple of weeks. You've actually arranged to have uh, somebody join us in a few weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be cool, and and I guess you're kind of using that as like something to aim at, like a target for coming back, so you can. Yeah, do your that's that's what I, I made a mental note. But tell us about uh, tell us about who this person is. So this is my friend Neftali Anderson. We went. We've been friends since band camp, and that, that's like sixth grade. Wow. So yeah, long time, long yeah, time. No kidding. And um, over the course of the last twenty or so years, he's gone through different changes. Always been a really successful person. Uh, went to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute for like engineering and stuff like RPI. that. RPI. Yeah, yeah. You're where I grew a, up. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very uh, talented guy. And mm. uh, recently his sister had passed away. Mm. Uh, I think we were 30 when he passed away. So that was about six years ago. She was 34. I believe mm. it was a sudden heart attack or something like that. Mm. So yeah, taken away way too young. And he took that pain and turned it into a transformation as in like what am i on this planet to do Mm. why am i here and and how do i improve so he took some classes and and started getting educated and basically like always wanting to share his light with other people nice so by doing that he said he could help lead people he was doing a lot of leadership stuff with like um in motivational speaking and stuff like that so he decided to take it as another step further and become a coach Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll get to know him on September 3rd. He, that's the date he's on our calendar. Yep. And uh, that's also kind of a mini private target date that we're aiming to, to get you back. We'll see yeah. what happens. Hopefully sooner, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell because uh, what you're dealing with uh, is kind of a little unpredictable in some way. Some a little bit yeah. and and long coming, but yeah. Wasn't expecting it to be, what? what is it? It's uh, less than 3% of women get this get this. Uh, it disorder or issue or whatever it is called disorder or issue okay or, yeah, i don't i don't know how to word it but it's it's a problem okay <laughs> well we wish you speedy recovery and happy health and and all the stuff that goes along with that because i'm going to take advice from last week's guest because ever since she sang that song i have been pain free it's been no 7 kidding. days and i have been pain free well you know her stuff, this is Michelle Blood you're talking about. Yeah. Her, her mm-hmm. stuff is available on most music services, so you can actually. Oh, I know. Her. Way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. Okay. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I should be. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, I was like, what is different that I haven't been in pain? And then I started thinking back to Thursday, and I was like, oh, snap. 
Because I could, every time I go to bed, I can't get that song out of my head. <laughs> and she's right. The music takes over. Like your brain can't drift off. And it's it better for meditating because your brain can't drift off in other things. Because music right. takes off a different side of the brain. And it's like, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah, that's right. Back to the song. It's a comment that Louise and I often make to each other and have made for years. Mm-hmm. We make it sarcastically. We say, oh, music has had no influence on our lives, which of course, <laughs> is exactly diametrically the opposite of the truth. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, it becomes a, a topic of conversation in that, oh, I got that song going through my head. Why do they have to sing that song? Now I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> yep. Yep. In my house, we play a little game called Gotcha Bitch. So okay. we play a song, and if it, if the person next to you or anywhere around you gets it stuck in their head, you get to say, gotcha, bitch. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Hadn't heard that one. No, definitely a indoor, inside, made-up situation. Apparently, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Well, you know, if it's fun, that's really the most important thing anyway. It's so much fun. That's good. That's good. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, music does, she, she expressed it well. It goes right past the conscious mind to the subconscious mind. Yes. It just like mm-hmm. bypasses the conscious exactly. mind. Exactly. Which is where all the blocks take place. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it would be very effective. Because that um, was the problem for me with meditating is I get distracted and drift off into other things. And then I don't even know why I'm sitting here. <laughs> I have to play that game of where, how did I get here? <laughs> Retrace my sentences back to where I, where I started. And then I'm like, I'm hungry. always where i end up (laughs) well at least you know yourself that's good (laughs) it it is amazing though what you're describing i mean what you're describing i think is most people's experience when they first uh engage in meditation and Mm -hmm. it's part of the game i mean especially in the early stage what you're supposed to do is notice that your mind went off topic and pull it back and then mm-hmm. notice the next time it goes off and pull it back. And if you keep doing that over and over again, eventually it gets to the point where it stays on track. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people have experienced that. I've been experimenting over the last five or six days with the heart math device. I think I mentioned that on Tuesday's show. Um, but heart math is an institute that has done a lot of research um, that kind of ties physical and medical knowledge with what we know about the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And in the case of their inner balance um, thing, it's basically like a, a sensor that they put on your finger when you go to the doctor and they're taking vital signs. It's the same yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of idea. Mm-hmm. Only it's something that clips to your ear and it, it, it's basically taking your pulse. It's taking what they, what is, what are the uh, initials for it? Um, I can't remember, but anyway, basically checks what the how the, the variations occur between when the heartbeats happen and okay. you know, tracks all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way HeartMath has you use it is they use it as sort of a meditation thing to oh. get into what they call the state of coherence, which is where um, you're in a non-stress, low, um, low anxiety, high vibration state. Mm-hmm. And the device basically trains you to do that you have mm-hmm. this little thing, they call it a mandala or, or a pace um, follower or whatever. That uh-huh. It's just like this little graphic. It expands and contracts at the rate that you're supposed to be breathing. So as it expands, you breathe in. As, you, as it contracts, you breathe out. I'm hyperventilating so, just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it goes pretty slowly, actually. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like trying to concentrate and try to breathe as someone or something is telling me to. It just automatically throws me off. Believe it or not, when you when it happens visually, when you have a visual image that's doing it, it's pretty easy. Okay. It doesn't take all that long to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the harder part 
is, and I haven't quite figured out how it does this, it's somehow able to also identify how you're feeling about stuff. And I'm not sure if this is just an illusion how? or what. I, I, I'm, I've even contacted them to find out what exactly are they measuring here. Yeah. But the, the truth is, if you're not really feeling great, it will tell mm -hmm. you you're not in a coherent state. If you mm -hmm. are feeling good, it will say, okay, now you flipped over to the coherent state. And that's what you're trying to do throughout this whole thing. You're really not trying okay. to meditate per se. You're trying to right. stay in that coherent state. So you're, you're, you're doing the breathing in, breathing out, and looking at this thing and just focusing on, okay, what little adjustments do I have to make in order to get into that coherent state? Mm -hmm. And they recommend that you focus on your heart area. And I found that when I do that, um, I, what I, what it feels like, it's almost like there's a pressure in my heart area. Mm-hmm. And as the pressure, I, uh, pressure sounds like it's painful. It's not, it's not. It, yeah, it does. <laughs> I was like, are you okay? It, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's more like a sensation, I guess is a better way to say it. Mm -hmm. But as the sensation increases, you actually start to feel your heartbeat. You know, mm -hmm. you, you feel it in your chest. You, feel, you kind of hear it in your ears. You mm -hmm. become more aware of it. And ah. as you get into that space, that's where you tend to be much more in coherence. So okay. that's kind of what you're going for all the time. Mm -hmm. And I find that doing it for like even five minutes at a time, which is fairly lengthy um, yeah. when you're starting out, it, it's actually really good for helping build um, your ability to focus and ah. to stay focused and not be distracted. Mm -hmm. And it is meditative. It's just not lotus position meditation. It's <laughs> <laughs> so. And and I was inspired to do it because Rita Giganti, who's our Friday psychic, mm -hmm. um, purchased one a few few weeks ago and was raving about it. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try too. And it mm -hmm. is interesting. I, I'm still learning what it has to teach me, but so I, I can't really tell you what the benefits are yet. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I can tell you what they'll tell you what the benefits are, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm experiencing, I'm not really sure yet, but I do know something's happening. I can tell mm -hmm. you, I, I can sense, I can feel that something is different. I just don't know okay. what it is yet. So well, keep me posted and let me know how things yeah. are progressing. I, I, I have a feeling a strong feeling that once I learn how to use this, it's going to be a great tool for, and I can't prove this yet, but I think it's going to be a great tool for helping us when we aren't really sure what it is we're feeling. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There are times yeah. where you, you ask yourself, okay, so how do I feel right now? And the answer is kind of like, huh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I feel okay. You know, Yeah, yeah. but you don't really know that there's no real strong emotion coming through. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess I feel pretty good, but don't really yeah, feel you're just great. Blase. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. It's kind of hard to. Sometimes it's just hard to tap in and say, "What am I feeling?" Yeah. Well, that's where I think this device may be helpful to really mm -hmm. give me a good clue. Here, here is what the science of it is telling me. Right now, you're out of coherence, or right now you're in coherence. Mm -hmm. If you're in coherence, then you're in a happier state. You're in a better feeling state. So it sounds like something I might want to try. It's like a way of, you know, kind of recalibrating yourself. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Because I'll catch myself sometimes just sitting there and going, huh, something's different. What is it? Can't put my finger yeah. on it. And I'm like, what do I feel right now? And usually I come to the conclusion that I'm annoyed, but I don't know what, why. So <laughs> <laughs> why are you annoyed today? Well, all right. At least we're aware of it now, so we can go through the day without flipping out on someone for no reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the kind of thing it might be able to help with. And yeah. I, I think it's valuable. I mean, one of the things that 
people run into the most are the blocks, right? The resistance yeah. points. And we mm -hmm. don't know what they are. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, our coaches certainly uh, encourage us to try to delve deep and figure out what they are or, or notice what they are, see what messages they have for us and so forth. And that's all great. Mm -hmm. But there's sometimes I just don't succeed. Right. You know, I, I can ask the question and I, I can be waiting for days and not get an answer. <laughs> Very true. Very you know? true. Mm -hmm. Well, how nice it'll be if I have a device that I can go to when I'm not sure what's going on and the device yeah. gives me clues. Now, so it's like a really expensive mood ring. I guess you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not cheap. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, the sensor, it's a, the, I got the Bluetooth version, which is a little bit more expensive, but that was like 160 bucks. So it's not cheap. Yeah. No. But on the other hand, if you compare it to, say, a medical sensor, it's, it's cheap. Yeah, <laughs> those, exactly. those go into the thousands. So, you know. For real. I mean, any insight is great insight, I always say. So anything that helps works for me. I agree. Yeah. So I'll, I'll keep everybody posted about that. Something else to let people know about, for those who haven't checked their apps lately to see if they have the latest version, currently the latest version is version 1.1.55. And that has Linda Armstrong, I'm sorry, not Linda Armstrong, that was coming. It has Cindy Chavez's ebook. Oh. The Lovely Magician's Guide to Soulmate Success. It is now on the app. So mm -hmm. I'm looking for people to give it a review and check it out and see what they think about it. And look who's actually connecting in. I guess the no power way. is back. No way. Did you get Hi. your car back, Daniel? No, I'm on my phone. Oh, you're on your phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I had to find space in the house that phone signal would work. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that looked presentable because uh, Ariana's room has got good net, but it's filled with Ariana stuff. Yeah. Um, my office room that I use doesn't have great for the phone, and the bedroom has got nowhere to actually sit and do anything. So I had to negotiate with Olga for use of the front room. <laughs> can i use the room please <laughs> so you're running on battery but you you were able to make it and that's really great we appreciate yes. that but we, we were talking about uh, stuff that's been added to the app and the latest one is cindy chavez's ebook is now officially on there and a a course a video course in um basically clearing blocks and so forth has been donated by Linda Armstrong, who does the Friday show, and I'm in the process what? of adding that to the app right now. So the app is growing, and nice. I want to let people know who are, yeah. And, and of course, your stuff is on there. I, I, I was going to make, actually, the money game today's topic, but I wasn't sure you were going to make it, so we, we kind of shied away from that. <laughs> Especially after those emails that came in from listeners who had you know kind of embarked on it on their own with some mm -hmm. success. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Would... Which makes makes me very happy because I, I wrote the book with the intention that anyone who doesn't necessarily even know what my stuff is could pick it up and make it work. So, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah we're, we're doing another edit of it um, now. So I would love to hear feedback. And I know you're going to give me some feedback as well. We're going to do a, an update and get that back out to the people. But, yeah, really excited cool. to hear that. I love that. Yeah. And, and the fact that one of our listeners – on her first try manifested $500 didn't surprise you at all because you hear those stories all the time, don't you? Yeah, we hear, like I said, the, the biggest win right now is 75,000 Australian dollars in two days. Wow. <laughs> Insanity. 
And that was, was that one of the ones that was before you'd even started your, your workshop or whatever? No, no. So, so, so he, he was like day two of the, of the challenge. He, okay. He got, he got and he, now he's, he's like, dad, I don't understand, but he just keep coming from everywhere. Is right? <laughs> so he sent me, sent me a thing the other day. Uh, he sent me a video, I put it up in my, um, I can't remember what group of mine I put it up in, but he's like, okay, so I set the intention for, I think he set the intention for like a thousand dollars or something. No. He wanted some new headphones that are like $500 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes, before he went to it, he goes, yeah, I'm going to, that'd be cool. I'm going to set the intention, like the money for the headphones. By the time he got back from dinner, someone that had owed his business money for three months was like, oh, by the way, we're going to pay you now. It was like eight grand. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's it. So it's really cool. So he's using <laughs> it more now how I, how I use it, which is just staying in a flow of receivership. You know, the whole point of it is, you know, my work is beyond the intention is getting beyond the thing of needing to set the intentions because that's just how it rolls for you now. Right. So he's at, he's actually leaped into being that way where it's like, everything's just working. I still like do stuff, but I, he can't keep up with the wins. So he's like, I don't know what step I'm on. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming in. So I said, yeah, but I went to normalize it. So I said to him, you know, and this is for anyone else that's having just like win, win, win. Take a pause, let the thing flow, but go back and follow the steps because the whole point of the, the structure of the steps, the 15 steps, is to integrate and normalize the inflow so that it becomes your norm. So yeah. don't stop the flow. Don't you know keep doing what you're doing, but go through and, and do the steps as is because they're designed to structurally integrate the normalization of the flow. And you really have to do the steps step by step. You, you can't just skip some. You can't just do I a don't couple. Your... It. I don't suggest it. I mean, there's no one way to do anything, but this has been working for a couple of years now. Um, yeah. Well, the reason I would say works. you can't do it is because if you do that, you're very likely not going to do the reprogramming that you want. Though. Yeah. I mean, the mm. repro- I mean, the, the three phases that the 15 steps are broken into do three very, very specific micro shifting jobs. So it's establishing, stretching, and then integrating that increased edge. And then you just keep cycling through those steps over and over and over and over and over again. So that whatever the edge gets up to keeps pushing because your belief system around it just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding, and expanding until it will get to the point where someone will say, Hey, you know, we need to do this and it's going to be like a hundred thousand. And your emotional response to that is going to be, okay, let's go and do it. Mm-hmm. And that concept of an edge is a big part of it. I, I really got that. I, I, I grokked that to use Robert Heinlein's phrase. I grokked that just by doing the editing. The edge mm-hmm. is a, a really, really big concept in the whole thing. It's not like you have to really understand the concept in order to do the stuff, but I always like to understand the concept and that's a big part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we all have, I mean, the second that you, you internalize and, and realize that the exact level of financial state that you find yourself in is a direct re- reflection of whatever your internal thermal set is, whatever your internal edge is, then you'll get it. Because people are like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah, but your internal thermostat says you're not allowed to hold more than $500. Yeah, so, so define that edge for a second. Let's let's make it clear. What are we talking about with an edge? So the edge is, so I've got the hard edge, your soft edge, and your money game edge. I think okay. I discussed all three of them in the book. But the hard edge is the most money that you've ever held in your hands or in your account that you've had access to at any one time. 
Mm-hmm. So people that have saved for a college fund or who have put together a deposit for a house or saved for a holiday, they've sometimes got a bigger hard edge. The soft edge is where you are normally. Mm-hmm. So I think the statistics are eight out of 10 Americans have got no more than $400 in savings, right? Mm-hmm. Most people are in, in debt. So the soft edge for most people is hand to mouth. They're in wage slavery. They, mm-hmm. uh, they work just to pay the bills. They put the holiday on the credit card and then they're working to pay that off or whatever. Um, that's where most people are. Even people that are, you know, they may have a six figure, seven figure salary, but their lifestyle swallows up that income. So they're still in wage slavery. So just because Mm -hmm. they earn more money doesn't mean that they're more free. Right. So that's the soft edge. And then the money game edge, which is what we're actually developing with the game is your spontaneous money manifestation edge, what you can get without actually doing anything. So, you know, my, hard edge will be at millions of dollars. My soft edge is a very comfortable six figures, but the money manifestation edge is a different figure altogether. It's because it's what you can get without you doing anything. Mm -hmm. So ultimately all three of these edges will be stretched by playing the game. Like I said, Matt, who's having all these crazy wins, who's my new record holder, he's getting wins in his businesses and his normal realms of income. People that owed him money are paying in new clients are coming and loading up. I, however, want him to also expand his money game edge so that money that comes in without him doing anything at all is higher and higher and higher and higher. Because when that's higher, then when you're called to do something, whether it's in your business or your course of work, then that's going to be even easier. So if you've got an edge around like a, a money game edge that's, you know, you can manifest six figures without, you know, whether it's, and we've had crazy ones, tax returns for taxes people haven't filed yet. Um, <laughs> I like that one. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Those are those are the funniest ones. We've had people get um class action lawsuits have been a really good one. You know, really? people have got a lot yeah. Just ah, uh, I didn't know that I was a part of this class action lawsuit. <laughs> but I'm getting some money. Because it's important to understand that you will manifest according to your beliefs about how things can come to you. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna come to you in a way that you believe is possible. So Collective agreements that people have about what is and isn't possible are going to affect what you actually, what sure. actually the way in which money comes to you. Yeah. So things like lottery wins, we've got Shawnee who's won the lottery 12 tickets in a row. Right. He said that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she's up to 12 tickets in a row now. Not massive sums, but she's at 12 tickets in a row. So she's got a belief system about receivership in that way being possible for her. Um, like I said, the tax returns have been a big one. The class action lawsuits have been a one. Gifts has been a big one. One guy got mm-hmm. 40 grand from his mum for something. Um, wow. the, the previous biggest win before Matthew in a money game was 27,000 pounds, about $34,000. And that was a gift that she hadn't expected from her parents. They're like, Hey, we want to give you some money. Uh, another woman, she was dating a guy. She didn't even know that he had a lot of money. He's like, oh, by the way, how much do you owe? She's like, 17,000. He's like, here's a check for 17 grand to pay your debts off. Like, what? And she didn't even know that he was like, she didn't like, oh, I'm going to get with this man. So he's going to pay my debts off. Like, right, I love right. this guy. This is an amazing relationship. Which she used the money game principles to even manifest the relationship. Right. And then he's like, oh, yeah, here's the money to pay for your debts. So, nice. you know, it's always going to be what you believe is possible. Now, someone that's in business, for example, or as an entrepreneur or business owner, they're going to see that as a way for things to come to them. So with Matthew, it's debts that were owed for months, money he'd written off, like this person's never going to pay. Just, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to pay you this and clients coming. So for me, it's, you know, I get a lot of new business opportunities or I get 
uh, new clients into some of my businesses or whatever. That's a way that it comes in for me most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really that fussed now about it necessarily needing to be a magical manifestation. For me, it's just about that constant flow and being in that constant state of, of receivership. That's what I'm more interested in. But when somebody's coming freshly into this, I do suggest that you do stop bursting through those limits about what you can instantly manifest. Because if you know you can instantly manifest 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, then if you're going out to, for example, create financial freedom or going out to you know, pay off your mortgage or to get a new, to get a new um, holiday or a new car, the limitations around that are going to be really low. The resistance is going to be really low because you, yeah, but I manifest $2,000 out of my butt. I can surely go and, you know, put some Elgar Brogris into it and get five or 10. The story just becomes very, very different. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm. So you really advocate the idea that the money game edge, as you call it, uh, well, you didn't actually rank them, but it sounds like you're saying that one's almost the most important one because that kind of opens up the other two. I would say it, it's the most transformative one for you to work on first as opposed okay. to important. Yeah. Because it changes the foundation of everything else. Because if you know that you can write on a piece of paper, I intend to create 10 grand and it will be there within a week or so with certainty because you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Then if someone says, hey, we're going to you know, start a new business, we, we're, you know, we think we're going to be successful, then the limitations of resistance in your mind and stories about what you're going to be able to do with that business are going to be non-existent mm-hmm. or if you're walking into a job interview for a six-figure job the resistance that you're going to have internally around that is going to be completely non-existent because you know that you can just write something on a piece of paper and it's going to happen mm-hmm. now, of course so, the tricky part with all this is if you're um walking into this without having that um that experience that you're talking about that that re- recurrent background theme of yes the money keeps coming in yes the money keeps coming in I would think probably the, the biggest challenge is getting started doing the game at all because you have such a, a, a series of resistances set up saying, well, you know, nothing's going to come in. This is, this is a waste of time. Don't even bother with it. Which is why it's called the game. It's just the game. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. What if you lost 10 bucks for a book? If you're using the, the app, which is free, it's not cost you anything at all to write something on a piece of paper and see what happens. Time, basically. It's all really cool. <laughs> and how much time is it really to write a, couple of lines and the five things you're grateful for yeah it's pretty pretty minimal what's the most extravagant or not expensive but like what's the most magical thing that that you uh manifested with the money game me personally you personally yeah not just money really Uh, money and opportunities well like from from what's the randomest place oh the randomest place I don't know. He's having to think about this one. <laughs> I, 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 I ask thinkers. Because I, I get a lot of random stuff. Oh, one's been interesting that keeps happening, which is really, really funny. I've okay. got a network marketing business that I'm in, mm-hmm. and I keep getting sales for it, but I've never shared the link for that account, for that network <laughs> company anywhere. Wow. I, 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 love had that. Another, I had another one this morning. I was just like, I've never shared that link. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what the link is. I've never said it anywhere, <laughs> but I keep getting. I keep getting sales for it. Yeah, that's that's been that's been hilarious, and yeah, that's been that's been really funny. 
That, that, yeah. that I would say ranks near the top. If if you may yeah. have others too, but that was really I've, cool. I've, I've never shared it. Um, so that did, <laughs> that's been great. And then you've got like just like random conversations. Like I got some I got some funding from our business, one hundred thirty eight thousand funding from our businesses the other day. But even the path to getting that funding, like the person who gave me the opportunity to get it, like they come to me for funding and they're like, oh, by the way, um, do you have anyone that needs business funding? It's like, oh, my business does. Oh, I've got this great <laughs> thing that you might be able to get some funding. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. And now I've got like, I don't know, maybe a million dollars of funding for me and my clients over the last month from this. Nice. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's really cool. And then, uh, um, but I think the really cool thing, and, and this is pre money game, but I was obviously doing beyond intention. It's this whole thing of, I actually took stock of this the other day. My biggest wins in any of my businesses I've, over my entire entrepreneurial career, which is basically 30 years, I've never Every win, the big things have like really made a dent. I had no idea that it was going to show up. Mm. Like it's come from left field. It's it's just been funny. Like even my my last my consulting business when I first 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 built it up because when I first built it, I was working in a a call center between one o'clock in the afternoon and eight thirty at night, and I was I was hustling in the morning like getting clients for my business and blah, 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 blah. But the thing that put the business on the map and started to get it up into doing five figures a month and then beyond, I managed to get that up to six figures a month. Um, it was like left field. It was like a random call from a mate of mine. It's like, oh, I heard about this. Have you heard about it? No, you should look at it. Okay. And it ended up being the thing that tra- it's changed, it's changed, changed my business. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it's always been those random things that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I keep fun. thinking about your, um, you know, your courses that you do and so forth, your, your workshops and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I keep thinking, what, what can we put together based on this ebook that you have generously given to the app that we can invite listeners into to basically get a bunch of people going within our community mm-hmm. in, in, in turning their lives around essentially? Cause like you point out, this is, this goes well beyond money. This is about learning how to manifest. This is about learning how to, to, to shift your vibration to a receiving mode for everything. Yeah, this is about having, and I did, I did with the group call yesterday. In fact, there was a group call on Wednesday, which is yesterday, Sunday. Yesterday. The group call on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so I, I, do, I do three a week now in my, my programs. Um, I'm available three times a week. One of the guys that was on there, he's like, yeah, he was laughing because he said, I remember when Dan spilled the beans that this whole money manifesting thing was a whole, it's a big Jedi mind trick just to get us being in control of our lives. And it's like, yeah, I, when I first started sharing my work, I wasn't talking about money. I didn't care about money. I had my little suitcase. I had my suit carrier and my backpack and I was running all over the world doing these workshops, quickly running through my savings, not mm-hmm. giving a flying hoot about money at all. And then when my friend Barry said, yeah, but, if you had some money, you could probably help a bit more people, a few more people and do more stuff. So I was like, oh yeah. So that's when I went and turned around and, and built up um, the coaching side of things. But at first I was working with people that had midlife crisis and helping them to rebuild their life. People who had gone through divorce or retirement and helping them create their ideal life blueprint. That's what I was doing. And it was 
great. I built up a six-figure coaching business in four months with a 500-person email list doing that. It was very, very successful. There are people who but, give their left arm for that one. I mean, that's a great credit. <laughs> and the right one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I wanted to have more impact. I wanted to touch more people's lives. And the things I started saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to make a million dollars from absolutely zero, or even if you're in debt. And you just have to pay me a little bit to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I launched that program and made like 100 grand in like two weeks or something stupid like that. It was ridiculous. Wow. Between that and associated coaching with it. Um, but most importantly is that people started to listen to what I had to say. And it's like, now I've got you in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put the, put the money down for a second. And let's talk about what I really care about, which is you being able to choose an outcome and get it. Mm. It's about you healing your limiting beliefs. It's about you having dominion over your energy. It's about you knowing what you want and going for it and getting it and building an in momentum. You're like, oh yeah. So you have to talk about money. I would have spoken about, you know, to say health, sex and money, then you're going to do all right. My mum looks, my, my mum looks at my stuff, so I stuck with the money. Um, <laughs> so like, no mum, I, I, I promise you, I'm not sending them all to hell and damnation. So, uh, stay on that one. But yeah, people, people listen. People, people actually started to listen. And, you know, now we've got the accelerated level of micro to millions that people are paying, you know, a lot of money to be in that level of the program. The results granted a, I don't think anybody, anybody has taken longer than six weeks to make very heavy investment back in terms of their manifestation. Wow. Um, but, um, but the, the, the thing is, is that they're getting it. It's about life mastery and using this as the doorway to creating life mastery. Mm. That's what it's about. But it's great. It's, um, not, but energetically speaking, a million dollars is no different from this piece of fruit. Mm-hmm. There's no difference between the two. The difference between the two is our perspective and our stories and narratives. So the same way that I've manifested this piece of fruit because it's here, I can manifest a million dollars to be here, but it's my stories along the way. But I can change my overall relationship to energy through one medium, and we're just using money to do that. And the added benefit, as a medium of exchange in the collective agreement that we exist in, Money is a very, 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 very fluid and flexible medium of exchange. True. It's a very great tool of choice. If there's something that you want or desire, if you had money, you'd probably be able to get it. Now, I'm not talking about meaning and ethereal philosophical ideas. I'm talking about tangible things you want. You want to have, you want to live in your dream location. You want to be able to support your kids or you want to support a movement or you want to, ease poverty in a particular place or you want to start put an orphanage if you had money you could do all of those things right you know there's, there's, there, there are very few things tangible things again this is where the people who are probably broke and don't know how to manifest money but, but money's not the most important thing you <laughs> this is gluttony and avarice and blah 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 <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying any of that I'm not saying it is the most important thing but it's a medium of exchange that makes getting other things a lot easier so you can mm-hmm. focus on the most important things. The people I've empowered through coaching or through the programs to step into their agency to create financial freedom, they can now do what they want. I worked with one woman at the beginning of the year. 
we got her to financial freedom and I think it was, I think she'd like 90 days of coaching with me or whatever. She replaced all her income, moved to a completely different state, left her job, was able to move in to near her family. And now she gets to do charity work. She gets to do volunteer work as much as she wants. She's got time to go and spend with her granddaughter. She's got all of these really cool things because she had financial freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lots of people dream of that. Lots of people hope and wish for that. And it doesn't have to be a dream. It, it can be a reality. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think sometimes stories and stuff that we have around what we don't know how to do affects our ability to do something. So basically, I guess what we're saying then is to start that journey, start with the ebook, work through the 15 step exercise. Mm-hmm. Don't rush it. There's no need to rush it. Don't rush it. Just keep working it, work it and mm-hmm. work it, work it and work it. Just keep working mm-hmm. it. And when you, when you get through it naturally, not trying to force anything, when you just naturally get through it, first of all, by that time, a whole bunch of stuff's going to have happened. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and second of all, you'll be ready for the next stage. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is for you. You know, some people, I mean, I got into trouble. I, I took on a business manager last January, so which was absolutely disastrous because she's like, why are you giving away so much free stuff? We should be charging <laughs> for that. We should be charging. What? That's got to, that's got to go up. And it's like, nah, I kind of like just giving stuff away for free. And it, it kind of works. Um, <laughs> kind of work. and there are people that you know they come into my world i had a woman who did a uh, she did one of my uh, i don't do them so much now i did a couple of these uh, public money blocks it's a thing that i do in in my program where everyone comes on and i do laser coaching for five or ten minutes on your immediate money block so i did one to the open public and some people took the advantage to do a private money block session which is something you can do with me it's like a 90 minute session and uh She's like, yeah, I want to do your, your mastermind. She, she was ready to give me, you know, a lot of money. I was like, you don't need it, dude. <laughs> you don't need it. Just work with what's going on for you. What I'm basically taking a very long roundabout route to say is some people think that there is a next step and there might not be one. Mm. Oh. There might not be one. We had this with Micro to Millions. Um, when we opened up, there was a, about, I think maybe a dozen people that got into this program saying, yeah, I want to be a millionaire and got into it. We're like, yeah, I mean, you don't really care that much about being a millionaire. I like mm-hmm. uh, this one woman, she got, she didn't even get that far into the program. I think she got about seven steps or eight steps in of the, the 14 steps to a million. She was like, I'm kind of really good. She cleared all her debts off. She bought a boat and now she lives on the water. She does art, which covers her living costs. And she's really happy doing that. She's in a space of joy. And she's like, oh, I think I'm going to leave the program. I'm like, you haven't left the program. You finished the program, bro. <laughs> Which makes sense, really, because yeah. like you were pointing out earlier, money is really just a medium of exchange. Or more, to put it more precisely, it's a medium for doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that really holds us back is our belief that it's not going to be there. If we can believe it's going to be there whenever we need it, there's no longer a need to chase it. No. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, again, the beyond intention aspect of it. One of my teachers, David Nagel, says that true riches isn't having money in the bank. It's having the capacity to generate money to do what you want as and when you want to do it. Right. So yeah. that particular lady, if something, if her life needs changed and she wanted something more, she now is resourced to go and expand into that. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. grace and ease. Mm-hmm. 
she didn't need to get to a million dollars in order to do that. Um, you know, but there are some people that want more. There's one woman in my program now. She's like, I'm, I want to be a billionaire. I've decided I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm like, cool, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, she signed up for the mastermind and we're going to, we're going to get it done. Um, there are some people that, you know, they want to have a million, half a million. And one woman who just started my mastermind, she's like, I want a quarter of a million dollars. That's what I want. And if I want more by the time I get there, then cool. You know, we've done some, some stuff. She'll probably have that by the beginning of the new year. She started a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So everyone's at a different place. And that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned, I think, in this process. It's not everybody that says they want to be a millionaire really wants to be a millionaire. Once you get into a conscious relationship to money, the actual desire is going to step forward. Mm-hmm. The actual that desire that you have is going to step forward, whether it is just financial freedom. You know, some people expand. I've got another woman who works with me privately. Um, we had a call this earlier today and she'd initially been working on, I think she, she wanted to do like 6,000 a month is what she initially wanted. And then she's like, I don't know, Dan, 10,000 a month is coming up for me now. I'm like, budget, let's do it. <laughs> so now we've just, we've made some tweaks into what we're doing with her protocols for her to get up to 10,000. Um, she'll be there anytime in the next couple of months, she'll be there and she'll be rocking and rolling and that'll be, but she wants it passively and low risk and all this stuff. But you know, our, our needs expand and sometimes they contract based on having an honest, real dialogue, conscious relationship to money and what we want it for. Um, that was really powerful. That's a, a part that I think is probably the biggest part. I know it, it is for me and it's what I'm still working on. It has to do with, I think, largely a fear of even acknowledging what it is that I want really to happen. And I've, I've done a lot to improve myself in that way. But to this day, I can still feel it is like a piece of me that just doesn't want to acknowledge what I really want. We're not trained to, to do that. Yeah, that's true. You know, we, we, we spend our childhood with the school telling us, you know, you've got to do more education and you've got to do this and this is when you do that. Then we go into our teens and then we have the community, like the, the it's when we start to, to, to develop um, into groups and then the group leader is telling us what we want to do. Or if we're a loner, you know, maybe our stories are telling us what to do. Then we move into adulthood and they tell us you've got to get a job and you got to get your college degree and you've got to have a family and 2.4 children and what then then we get to a point where we either are so lost in the story of what we've been told or we fall out of that for me that's what midlife crisis is when we fall out of that story but we don't know where to go with that energy and so we start scrambling looking Mm -hmm. for things to, to fill it in and that's what i found a lot coaching people they go to alcohol to drugs they go and have an affair with another man or another woman or they go and buy a motorcycle or they blow everything up and go and do something else. <laughs> no, seriously, you know, the, sure. I'm, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to do this and I'm going to move to Bali. It's like, dude, you're, you're 52, man. You've got, you got some kids and some bills to pay. I know. <laughs> I'm going to Bali. Let's breathe. <laughs> breathe, right. Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, you know, but, we, we very, very few of us really have any prolonged period of time where we actually are given permission, quote unquote, yeah. to just say what we desire and then to step into it. 
It's true. Those of us that do step, do speak our desires and are we shut down. Oh, you can't do that. Are you stupid? That will never work. Mm, oh, you yeah. think you are. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to hear those voices say. anymore. They, they just show up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to wait for somebody to come along and say it. It's already playing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, because that's, you know, that's just the norm. But, I mean, I think a lot of the spiritual awakening that people experience, it's that soul desire screaming out and they're looking for a way to fill it. So they go into meditation or they go into, I think that's one of the reasons why so many people are running off to plant medicine, looking for that shortcut and stuff mm-hmm. to, to do it. Okay. That's what it is. I don't squat on any of it. Um, <laughs> so many people decide, you know, I need to be vegan in order to understand the meaning of the universe. So, <laughs> we're going to go off on the vegans again, huh? Oh, no, we're, we not, we're, not, we're not going off on the vegans. But I have to say, I did love on Tuesday when the stream was like, why do you think that you can only, you know, get back to source if you don't do this? You don't do it at, at, <laughs> at an energetic level. Right, right. Everything is the same. There is no difference between the two. It's just your yeah. stories. If you want to like, eat meat, eat meat. <laughs> so, I had a, I had a call with someone the other day. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm finished this. I'm going to go and get a nice steak and a glass of wine. Oh, steak, a nice bit of animal flesh. It's like, yep, that's going to be great. <laughs> enjoy what is it? it with you manifesting these people complaining about you eating steak? I mean, I have never heard so many stories like that in my life. It's the memes, been, man. It's the memes. memes. And I think, I think really it's, I think it's, I've got this, I've got this really humorous relationship because I did try. I did try veganism. It wasn't really for me. Um, I actually felt crap on it. And, um, mm. actually when I'm keto or I've done like a little bit of kind of, but keto is best for me having the green vegetables and stuff. I feel absolutely fabulous. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. so Alex, you've been kind of sitting there chuckling and going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But what are you really thinking here? I mean, is any of this really resonating in a particular way? Oh, definitely. I was actually just thinking, um, as Daniel was describing, uh, what happens when you you realize that you're you're not fitting in the mold of what society says you're supposed to do. And that's exactly what happened to me what was like 15 years ago. Yeah. When I had my mental breakdown, I just realized, like, society says I have to have this job. I, I'm supposed to be in a relationship. I'm supposed to have kids. I'm supposed to do this. And I wasn't doing any of that, so I felt like a failure. And I just mm. lost it. So, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And it took me up till now to get to get past it. So, mm. yeah. Well, I'm celebrating you getting past it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did learn early when, when doctors asked me, you know, what happened with your mental breakdown? I was like, I didn't conform to what society said. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And now I'm finding my footing. I love it in what you said the other day about sleep. It's like society says I have to sleep at this time and be awake at this time. I reject that. I'm very yeah. happy being up at night. I'm not going to stress myself out and say I've got insomnia just because I want to sleep at a different time. Facts. Mm-hmm. Like who made those rules? Yeah. Apparently not you, that's for sure. I'm making new ones. That's right. <laughs> and the rules well ones are, there are no. <laughs> there are no rules. Yep. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I mean when I say we're going to be missing you for the next couple of weeks until you get back. This energy is great. Well, I'll still be listening in. So if I feel I'm the need to type be... something, I'll type something. I'm, um, I'm having surgery on, on Tuesday. Ooh. You're not going to be here on the 27th? No, oh. that week, that week, I'm not here. Oh. I'll have to find a a substitute. Maybe I'll 
I'll try to reach out to Joel, see if I can get him to sit in. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the week of the 24th, I'm on holiday. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll make a note of that. Yes. So, yeah. We still got the stream on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I'll see what I can swing on Thursday. Well, we want you to be healthy first. Oh, I'm always healthy. That's not the problem. No, I mean, like, you know, Game mentally feeling good and all that kind of stuff. We want you in your good place. That's why I said I'll see what I can swing. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm Go not going to push myself. You know, yeah. If I'm here, I'm here. If I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah. Physically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if, from what you were hearing here, if you're, if you're planning to use any of the, of the things that Daniel was talking about getting through the next couple of weeks and, and getting your healing going faster. Uh, yep. Definitely. I kind of have to. It's the only way out. Otherwise, feeling miserable is just going to get more miserable. So I'll just be stuck. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, exactly. No. Stuck is not an actual state. Yeah. That's the worst part about having surgery is the recovery time. So I'm trying to shorten it as much as possible. All right. You, you got this, mama. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, then let me re uh, return to the money game uh, for a moment here because – uh, I've been wanting to talk about this with you for quite some time on the show, so this is a good time to be doing it. Um, so you, you go through a certain number of steps, and it's going to be a different number of steps before you see something. But let's say you're somebody who you don't get that quick result. You don't get a result that you're looking for after a step one, step two, step three, step four. You're not seeing those really big results that everybody else is talking about. So get what everybody else is talking about, number one. It's your journey. Mm, mm. I've had people drop down to a penny for step one. Wow. Because there's always a penny or more. What's mm -hmm. important is that you call it in and you get it. Mm. Yeah. Even if it's five cents. Mm -hmm. Manifesting five cents is sometimes even more impactful than manifesting $10,000. Talk about that because that's an important point. Because energetically speaking, and even at a mental level, the mind doesn't know the difference between five cents and 10,000, it knows only your response to five cents or 10,000. Mm -hmm. So if you celebrate five cents as if it was 10,000, then in terms of the neural pathway, in terms of the chemical imprint, it's exactly the same. And being exactly the same, it's basically, you're, you're basically setting up that pattern that we were talking about earlier that you're learning that that repetitive pattern that says every time that I ask for something, I get something. Every time I yes. ask for something, I get something. Every exactly. Time. Every time. And so some people are like, yeah, but I, I need to, and we had this again. Um, I, I'm using micro to millions repeatedly because it's an example of like dozens and dozens of people that have done this at like a, a higher level. And that's why I, I continue to use that as an example. But there were people that wanted to come into micro to millions who came in and stopped because they're like, I don't need to know how to manifest $100. I need to pay my mortgage off. I've got to clear my credit mm. card debts. I've got this to do. I'm like, yeah, but come to the 100 first and go through that journey from the 100 mm -hmm. and it will serve you. Some people listened and some people didn't, but the ones that did are the ones that are in my six-figure club now. Even mm -hmm. my guy that's made seven figures. And I think there's another one who's about to hit seven figures. In fact, I think there are another two. They all 
in fact, all of them were like, I don't need a hundred dollars. You know, I'm, I want to, you know, what can, let's do some private coaching. I want to manifest the big bucks. Like, yeah, they want to skip steps. Don't skip the steps. Put in that work. Go for those groundworks. Now, for some, even getting to those earlier steps of what we do in Micro to Millions and going using the money game at the earlier level and just going back to a dollar, a pound, or a cent, or 10 cents, to down 10, 10 cents or more, let it happen, and then go to the next one. And if you're starting to feel stress and anxiety, I mean, I, I use a um, lady who did $100 the other day. You know, she was stuck on five and 10, so she was doing five. Then she came to do the money game challenge where we tell you to go for 10. And she got, I've got these two and nothing's happening. What should I do? Nothing's happening. So drop it to a dollar. Mm-hmm. Cause she kept getting like five cents and 10 cents and all these coins. And she's like, well, it's COVID, it's quarantine. There's not even any paper money around anyway. She's out in Australia. There's no paper money around anyway. What am I going to do? How am I going to get this? And blah, blah, blah. So, well, first of all, it can come through the computer. It can show up in your bank account, number one. And number two, Paper money's still there just because it's quarantined. And she ended up finding a $100 bill mm. shortly thereafter. What do we get her to do? Gather up those coins that she was that she was getting and celebrate them and to put them somewhere where she can see and celebrate them. Or I've said to people, another great tool, I think I put it in the book as well. And if not, here's a hack for the listeners. If you get something that's less than what you asked for, give all of it away. Yes, it is in the book. Oh. So if you if you set it for ten and eight dollars comes in, give all of the eight dollars away. Okay. Which is because what you do, when when you're in that that state of need, that's actually a challenging thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's a great pattern disruptor, and it also energetically and spiritually speaking creates a space of flow. Yeah, it creates complete. a value vacuum because we give we get what we are and what we're giving off. Mm-hmm. So people think that need is a, it's a contractive inward pulling or a desire is an outward reaching. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in a space of need, I'm contractively inwards. And so I'm trying to pull on things. But if I'm trying to pull on things, then when we look at the, the inversion between physics and metaphysics, the metaphysical aspect that's on the other side of creation is mirroring what we're doing. So it's pulling as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm desiring and reaching out and giving a corresponding aspect of my desire, which is a great reality transferring tip. Like whatever you want, give what you want. So if you want money, give money to other people. Mm-hmm. Bless it and give it away. If you want love, give love from the heart. Mm-hmm. If you want people to be more grateful, then give gratitude in any other places that you think about it. And then the metaphysical mirror will reflect back to you what you're putting out. So mm-hmm. bringing that back to the money game, if you get less than what you'd ask for, give it away. Give it away with certainty, knowing that what you've asked for is coming and that you're allowing yourself in that moment to be a conduit for that shorter, short form of the gift to be something for you to give to others. And then you're also setting yourself up to be a conduit for the universe, for God, for source, to bless others. And if you set yourself up as the the line of least resistance for the universe to bless more people, it will give you more to bless others with. It's interesting, too, because as you're discussing, Discussing and describing all of this, I'm thinking back to the one time I did try to do this game kind of ad hoc. I didn't really do it according to the rules because I hadn't read your book. I was just yeah. doing it based on what Steve Rollett actually described to me. I said, oh, well, I'll try to do that for a while. Mm-hmm. And I remember how it went. I, I was going to first manifest 
ten dollars. I actually got ten dollars. I was kind of shocked it was the actual amount. <laughs> 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 and I didn't know what the increments were that you suggested, so I was just kind of doubling. You know, so yeah. I went for twenty dollars and I ended up with fifty or just under fifty. And I, mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, I'll go for for fifty this time. I ended up with like two hundred. And I yeah. said, okay, well, I'll go for two hundred. And I end up with forty thirty seven thousand. No, thirty two thousand. Excuse me. <laughs> and when it was when I got there, literally, I, I wasn't realizing it at the time, not consciously, <laughs> but I'm realizing it now. I had a very strong disbelief going on, mm-hmm. a very strong disbelief that said. Yeah, that was because of the money game. Yeah. Just, that was going to show up anyway. Yeah. That, that, yeah. You know, that, that had nothing to do with anything I was doing. That's just, it was, it was a random quirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and what, people, what's coming to me now is realizing well, that just shows I got more work to do on the money game. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but here's the really cool thing. You don't even have to do work. Here's another quick hack. You can literally close your eyes, count from 10 down to one go back in your mind's eye, not even seeing it, but feeling the experience of that moment and reframe it energetically. Mm, true. Because time's an illusion, you can actually reset that experience from now mm-hmm. and it will reset that timeline up till now and all of your experiences with it and put you back into momentum with it. But I think there's also something to be said for what we talked about earlier, and that is repeating experiences through actually mm-hmm. repeating the experiences. I mean, yeah. yes, replaying in the mind is good, but Actually, going through the routine, I'm, I'm going to manifest this and it shows up. Manifest oh, the, it yeah, shows up. There's, there's, there's nothing that beats anchoring it physically. Yeah. <laughs> but going into that physical anchoring with a rerun through the game, having re-known the experience that mm-hmm. you're having, kill it for you. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to. So, okay. I, I'm going to put out a challenge to our listeners. I know some listeners have actually taken the challenge and started reading the book and applying the book because they send in emails telling us that they were doing it. <laughs> Good for them. Glad to hear that. I hope you continue with it. I'm going to commit to start doing the book step by step from the very beginning. And I'm going to keep going until I've gotten through all the steps, regardless of what happens, regardless if, I mean, if millions of show up, I'm still going to go through, I'm going to get through all of the steps. I'm Don't forget the part listening. where you give money away. Don't forget. That part. <laughs> I won't forget that part. Well, <laughs> as Daniel was describing it, I was re- I was re- realizing that his approach is actually probably the best approach I've ever heard for doing exactly that. Because I've heard mm-hmm. many people talk about give money away, but in this case, you're giving money away that you just that just came to you that you weren't expecting. So right. you're not really losing anything. It's not like you're going to the to the ATM and pulling out money that you were planning to pay the rent with. Right. <laughs> oh, this is this, this nothing lost, nothing gained here. It's just you know, it's not a big deal, and so it becomes easier to play that kind of 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 what is that like a secondary rule? I don't know what to call that, but uh, it's easier to do that part of the game, just mm-hmm. because you don't feel like you have that loss. It's kind of like the way I play poker. I don't play poker very often. I, I don't play for money anymore because they don't let us here in the U.S. Um, but even when I'm playing for pay, play chips, it's basically the same mentality. As long as I got chips. In the bank, I'm fine. I, I mean, I feel like I'm playing with the bank's money. That's the way it was for me in day one. I mean, literally, the way I got started playing m- poker money, I was playing play chip money first. And this is at a time when you could actually transfer chips to somebody else. And somebody asked to buy a bunch of chips for me. I had a whole bunch of them. I said, yeah, you know, what do you want to offer me? I'll give you 15 bucks. Okay. So they transferred 15 bucks. I went right into my poker account. And that became my bank for starting to play poker. So I never actually put any money into the bank account. <laughs> and I ended up over the course of, I don't know, two or three year period, 
playing very casually. I had I had like nine hundred thousand dollars or something like that by the time they shut the whole thing down and wouldn't let wow. us play any money. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, but you know what? That was that was fine. Mm-hmm. That was okay. That's not a big deal. Because you only invested fifteen dollars, so I didn't invest anything. Oh, that's somebody right. Else put it up for you. <laughs> somebody else put it up for you. It was somebody else. Some, someone else staked it. So that nine hundred thousand dollars is like, eh. <laughs> no big deal. Anyway. I mean, it was great. I took the money out and paid a bill. You know, wrote off a little tax. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so I made my commitment. Um, anyone who wants to take me up on this commitment, I would appreciate if you send an email saying you're going to do it. That way, we know that. All the people are doing it too. Let's let's do it together. Let's let's get through this together and make ourselves better manifestors using the Dan Mangana approach. I'm happy to tackle any stuff on it here on the Thursday show. All right, mm-hmm. sounds good. So, with that thought in mind, we're glad you made it. We're glad that you were able to connect in despite having no power. It's okay. Uh, I managed to um, negotiate with Olga <laughs> the front row. <laughs> Well, thank Olga on our behalf. We appreciate it very much. And Alex, we're going to miss the heck out of you. Yes. Oh, a couple of weeks, but we're going to miss the heck out of you. But I'll keep Definitely. my eyes on you guys, so. Oh. Okay. A little bit creepy. Watched. I'm going to be like, <laughs> actually. A <laughs> little bit creepy, but okay. Plus, I'm going to miss having. It'd be creepy having... if we wouldn't live stream. That'd be creepy. Yeah, that would be okay. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> But there are, there are less creepy ways to say, I'll be watching you. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> okay. Stop. stop it. Thank you. Okay, this is getting really scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Daniel, I look forward to talking with you next week. Alex, I know you're going to be tuning in. I know you're yep. going to be paying attention. Send us a note occasionally. Let us know how you're doing. I'm going to be Please. tuning in tomorrow because I've got questions. That's Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. questions for Rita, so yep. it's going to be good stuff. All, day, all right. All day. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it very much. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.